When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. My Talkers, it's Tuesday, August 7th. We're hanging out with Lori, and we've got a special guest in today because Julia's out. Uh, what's she doing? Maybe playing tennis? Julia's in a tennis tournament today, people. So guess who is with us? Which go, Julia, and quit texting me, Julia. Go work, focus on your game. Oh, well, you know, she's a Virgo, she wouldn't be uh, Julia if she wasn't doing some some calendar or planning totally. or managing or something. She asked me about dates and Thanksgiving, and <laughs> it's for Lori. And I was like, Lori, do you need it? She's like, Yeah, but probably ask you later. Like, I was like, I know it's. We're in August. I, right. I'm not sure. Right, Jesus. right. Well, thank you for filling in, oh, I love woman. It here. I'm glad you didn't have to fill in. Well, maybe it would have been better for you to fill in for me yesterday because I was just basically <laughs> an empty airbag of uh, gas and musical <laughs> musical memories from the Bayfront Blues Festival. Oh, my God. You know what, Laura? I'm not going to lie. Uh, part, so I listened, and a part of me is happy when you show human qualities. <laughs> Because you go so hard. You go to every event. You are always dancing. I mean, you're drinking a Gatorade now, so obviously there's some fluids that you've lost lost. recently. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, you. I I don't think I've ever met anybody who does more. I don't know if that is true. Well, maybe it is. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I I just happen to have two fun back-to-back weekends. But I think a lot of people this happens july and august it just all stacks up and then after last summer yeah and now people are you know we're freaking out again because there are people who are digging in their heels and decide they know more than scientists and doctors and they're going to listen to their facebook friends and it's such an upsetting uh time uh with you know uh, we're going through something in this country again that i don't think should be happening you know what i realized today and i know this is probably bad to bring it back to me but like in my marriage we're about to have three years in december and most of that has been in quarantine most of my marriage has been in quarantine and i'm like unbelievable isn't that wild to think about it and then you think about the delta and all that stuff and you're just like just stop i know like uh i know and so you're right go hard be lori this this summer just yeah i have i know we got to gear up and rest up because the state fair is happening and i already have had a couple friends who've decided they're not going to the fair this year because of the delta variant and yeah being around unvaccinated people and i'm my like mom, well you're vaccinated my mom's not going she's vaccinated and my dad's vaccinated but he has some breathing issues right now so she's mm. staying away yeah, yeah yeah so i mean people are deciding that but i feel you know fine about 
myself going. Yeah. You know, being vaccinated and everything. I'm going. I'm bringing my friend Eric. I bring him every year. um, And we're very excited. Of course, we're going to hit up my talk. We're going to try to swing by your guys' show. Will you go to any concerts? Do you have Uh, any tickets? Nope. Not going to any concerts. We'll just walk around. And I'll only go with him. Like, he's he's my uh, friend. Um, I used to live over in Bryn Mawr with him. And he's lovely. I used to live in Bryn Mawr. I I know. Yeah. I I love my little house over there. I've told you I'm literally just trying to be you. So, like, Justin needs to step up in the Casey department. Oh, but God. besides that, Brand, I are you going to any concerts? Um, I'm going to go down to the um, try to get Tim McGraw tickets. I haven't got them yet, but I might try you to know, see. You know, that was the fe- when those tickets went on sale in March of 2019, or it might have been February of 2019, mm-hmm. or excuse me, 2020. Um, the, that was the fastest selling grandstand show the fair had ever um had tickets really? going. So, yeah, it was the fastest that Tim McGraw. And they've had a lot of, you know, big shows. Yeah. And uh, I could see that. So, but then people turn back tickets. Yep. So I'm going to try to get some of those. And I will be going to the TLC Shaggy and Bone oh, you Thugs. Gonna go I'm going to go that? to that one. Yeah. Oh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And Lori, which ones are you going I'm, to? I'm going to Tim McGraw. I'm going to like the, I don't know if it's the First Avenue night, but it's Lake Street Drive, oh. Dive and Kiss the Tiger. Yeah. And then I'm going to the Oldies night with the Spinners and the Grassroots and Little Ed and the Imperials, which they just played at the Blues Fest in Duluth, and they were amazing. Okay. And maybe, maybe, maybe the Kevin Costner music movies and conversation I might night. sneak into that, too. But... um Julia's working very hard on booking Kevin Costner on our show since he did. Donnie got him to be on our show when he was doing a concert at the Caboose. All right, we got to start tapping into who we know. Yeah. And then I got to be. She's all on top of it. Okay. I think she's on top of it. And I think that tickets for that show, you know, have been selling, you know, slowly because people are like, what is Kevin Costner doing in the grandstand? But I suppose. He does, he does, he's been in a band for a long time. He's had this band. Yeah. I, and then maybe he's going to talk Yellowstone. I don't know. Right. Maybe. Feel the Dan- dreams feel because the of dreams. that whole thing that happened. Yeah, who knows? He was at that game. Mm-hmm. He did the opening introduction for it, did a little speech, so he probably will talk about that. I, I think it would be interesting to see a little combo of him just talking about his life and then, you know, a little music in the in-between. Yeah. I think it would be fun. So anyway, so you know, fingers crossed for that happening. And I, but I am with you. I would like to go to the, that Shaggy show. Right, I'm going to go for sure. Is that a Sunday night? Yes, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I'm already just knowing how exciting and fun it's going to be at the fair, and how exhausted it's going to be. And the fair is followed by the Basilica Black Party. Mm-hmm. Following weekend, isn't it almost right? It's ex- yeah. The, fo- the after Labor Day. After Labor Day, Labor Day yeah. Day weekend, wow, so that's a couple. That's a lot three of weekends. good music coming up. Brittany. <laughs> See, that's what I'm it's telling like you. July all over again. I mean, I just told you go to all the things, and you're like, no, I don't. And then you literally just said twenty things you're going to. Are you just? Shut <laughs> she up. maybe missed like, like one concert at the grandstand, and she probably won't miss it, Grant. That's, that's the true. thing. That's mm-hmm. true. We're waiting to find out Project Down and Dirty Dates because mm. Bleachers is going to be playing at the Fillmore two days after the Rolling Stones are in town on a Tuesday night. And so we're like, okay, when you guys know PD&D, let me know. Because I would love, I love, I love that band. Yeah. When, what month is usually Project Down? October. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so, that's coming. That's coming up. Oh, the, the promotions and management team. Yeah. As soon as the fair is over, they get to put their 
head down as on as many desks as they can find for like two days. Then they got to lift it back up and start working on the next <laughs> yes. thing. Right. Okay. All right. Listen, um, when we come back, it is our story we can't get enough of. Aliyah for you, the princess of R&B. And good morning, America. Uh, I think it's Amy Robach talked with um, an author. There's a new book. It's been 20 years since she died. She died August uh 25th, 2001, and then, of course, 9-11 happened, you know, two weeks later. Yeah. So people, you know, kind of forget. But there's a new biography. The book is called Baby Girl, better known as Aaliyah. So here's the audio from GMA. She was poised to take over the world until at just 22 years old, her life was cut tragically short. On August 25th, 2001, a charter plane carrying her and eight others crashing minutes after taking off from the Bahamas. Now, 20 years later, a new book by author and journalist Kathy Iondoli titled Baby Girl, better known as Alia, is reporting new details about her death and enduring legacy. She died a few weeks before 9-11. So that ended up overshadowing her death in a sense. We weren't able to grieve. What started to happen over the years was Alia became an aesthetic. She became this like mythical creature. She became almost like a statue, a piece of iconography. Iondali says her perspective provides a fresh take on the star. I wanted to create something that celebrated her because I was sick and tired of the other static that was coming in about her, the other things, the other news. And there's only really one way to tell a story and it's to provide this panoramic view of the artist. so that is the art. She's probably referring to Aaliyah's coming up uh, as a part of the R. Kelly uh, tapes, the show on Lifetime. Yeah. Which, um, you know, people are always like, eh, don't put, because she was married to him. Yeah. When she was 15. She's so young. Like that in itself. Yeah, was was shocking, but at the time, you know, like it was all kind of, it was kept quiet. It was never announced that they were together, but everybody knew it, and we were all weirdly okay with it. I mean, I was very young, and I remember knowing it and being weirdly like, yep, that's just a fact. Like, Yeah, Mm -hmm. so let's go ahead and play the next uh, clip. The book also recapping the early years of her career, including a troubling relationship and secret marriage with R. Kelly in 1994. Aliyah, just 15 at the time. R. Kelly, 27. The marriage soon after annulled. R. Kelly is now facing federal charges for alleged sexual abuse of women and underage girls, including Aliyah, who prosecutors say had her age forged on their marriage license after Kelly allegedly bribed an official to make it 18. Kelly has pleaded not guilty to all charges. That was not a couple. That was an abusive connection where someone trusted her producer and was preyed upon. I didn't want to bring this up, but over the years and after watching Surviving R. Kelly, I felt it was an obligation as a fan, as a journalist, and as a woman to address it. And a shocking claim making headlines. Iondali alleging the artist may have been medicated before boarding that fatal flight. I had to tell the story as it was told to me and as the um, off-record multiple people who spoke about the, the incident said to me as well. You can't be told that someone was handed a pill and moments later was brought upon a plane after moments before that she was adamant about not getting on. Now, whatever that pill was, I can't say. But what I can say is that she didn't want to get on the plane. Despite the ups and downs the singer experienced, her music is what many will remember the most. 
Ayandali says she's celebrating Aliyah's life as if writing a love letter from a fan. Aliyah's legacy is tenfold. It's strength, it's genius, it's feminism, it's empowerment. 20 years later, we're still watching it happen, and I hope that we're still watching it 20 years from now. So that, again, is the author, Baby Girl, better known as Aaliyah. And on um, on the thing where, when the plane crash, mm-hmm. um, traveling in the Bahamas, so th- that story came out from the book a couple of weeks ago. Maybe she was given a Valium or, yeah. you know, something like that, uh, but that she did not want to go on the plane, that she was having a bad feeling about it. And that plane was so overloaded okay because it was one of those smaller planes Mm -hmm. so overloaded on the luggage department there were all nine people on board including the pilot were killed and of course Aaliyah and he was found to have had traces of cocaine and alcohol in his body and was not even qualified to fly the aircraft designated for the flight and her family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the aircraft's operator black hawk airways international airways and that was settled out of court but yeah. uh that's just like oh my just layers of tragic right yeah and her her debut album um you know age ain't nothing but a number which of course ironically being r kelly producing this album yeah. for this 15 year old girl yeah. and that's the song i mean it's grooming at like a level we don't understand like yeah. right like you're literally you're gonna sing these words over and over right. again and so that's the name of the album aj nothing but a number the album sells three million copies in the u.s it's certified double platinum the marriage you know that they, they r kelly did pay you know somebody to falsify and say she was 18 and um and then she worked with Timbaland and Missy Elliott on her second album, One in a Million, and that sold um, 8 million copies worldwide. Wow. And in 2000, of course, she was in the movie Romeo Must Die. Yeah. If you guys ever saw that yes. movie. And then, um, so, uh, and she was in the song's soundtrack, that's Try Again, that single, and then that song topped uh, the Billboard 100 and just on airplay alone, making her the first artist in Billboard history to achieve a goal, never performed it, uh, you know, in concert anywhere. And then after she did uh, Romeo Must Die, then she was in Queen of the Damned. Yes. And that one, she, oh God, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And I mean, she was everywhere when I was young. I mean, she was on Star Search. She was another one like oh, Britney. Really? She was 10 years old when she was on Star Search and she performed in concert uh, alongside Gladys Knight after she was on oh, Star Search. That. And then at 12, she signed with Jive Records. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't even know she was that young when she started. I just know that like, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Everyone wanted to dress like Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Everyone wanted to be like Aaliyah. We all wanted to wear the low rise, and then she'd have her little dances in her music video. Yeah. We just were obsessed. Yeah. Yeah, she got, um, let's see, she sold 32 million albums worldwide. She has three AMAs, two MTV VMAs, five Grammy nominations, and she, Billboard lists her as the 10th most successful R&B artist of the past 25 years. It's just so sad. Yeah. You think about where she would have gone with everything. And it's also sad, too. It's like, man, you, I mean, it's not like you can check up on some of the stuff you don't know, right? You're getting on a plane, you're trusting in a pilot. And the fact that, you know, there were people that knew that she didn't, that that this author was told these stories. Yeah, she didn't want to fly on, uh, you know, because sometimes those little inter-island planes. I know, yeah, they look, they seem terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, but you know what I mean? Like, there's just a part of it, you get so frustrated because it's like, on such a smaller level, when you're like Mm -hmm. buying a car, you're like, how much do I need to know? And then on a huge level of your your life, it's like, don't you put some trust in a pilot to know that there shouldn't be this much stuff, that you should have the requirements for this, you know, and it's just like, what do you even do? I mean, you look like a crazy person if you're like, wait, is this too much stuff on a plane? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, yeah, it's just, it's just so sad. So anyway, I I just thought, you know, kind of an interesting uh, story. And I thought, yeah, you know, baby girl, better known as Laya. Aliyah, I mean, sorry, Aliyah, Aliyah. Oh, I know that the way it's spelled is really, yeah, it always looks like Aliyah. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's Aliyah, but it looks like Aliyah. Yeah, she was. Well, her name is the feminine of Arabic Ali. Oh, is what it is. Um, Which I found out by Googling. And when she <laughs> when she was big, she was linked to everybody at one point. I mean, like there wasn't a guy who I mean, didn't want that rumor going around. Yeah. I mean, she was everything. everything. And I think at the time, in my mind, she was bigger than J Lo. But I, I mean, I was she was more of the kind of music I listened to. Yeah, it, but so it just shows you like where maybe she would be right now. I don't know. Yeah, well, she'd be forty two. She'd be forty two. Wow, and. Um, I hope she wouldn't have a reality show. <laughs> right? Yeah, that would be bad. She you somehow know? got to avoid that. Yeah, she probably would would have written her maybe a memoir or something. Maybe she would have dealt with everything with R. Kelly. Yeah, and been ready to talk about all of that. Yeah. So, anyway, all right. Listen, when we come back, in a brilliant PR move, Bravo has set up a premiere date one month before this housewife's trial starts. We'll discuss when we come back. Brittany's filling in for Julia, who's slamming a tennis ball around somewhere and hopefully having fun. (laughs) Get it, girl. Get it, get it. Okay, so this happened. I think this trailer was released Friday, um, so I didn't get a chance to actually look at it until yesterday. And that is The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Bravo gave us the trailer, and it came in hot and heavy. Yes, feed us. Uh, Yeah, for sure. And... um, (laughs) The the brilliant PR move that Bravo has done is that the premiere of Housewives of Salt Lake City is September 12th, mm-hmm. about a month before Jen Shaw's trial starts in October. Oh, my so, goodness. And, of course, uh, Jen's arrest and, and the fallout was all 
filmed, she was taping. I know. And it's so wild, too, Lori. And I, this is happening, you know, with Erica as well. This, like, you know, real, we're getting a glimpse of real life drama on all sorts of our, you know, news feeds and social mm-hmm. media. And then we're about to watch it play out. And it's very exciting. It's also so wild to me that when they are in this much trouble, they're not like, I need to quit filming because Jen is in so much trouble. Oh, yeah, the she more, really is. And the more she doubles down with giving facts, every lawyer in her, you know, I'm sure lineup of 10 is like, quit talking. Well, she, she just got a new team of lawyers. Yeah, recently, right? Just recently. Yeah. She had to petition the court. I don't like these lawyers. I'm getting new ones. So she's got the new ones. Oh, and she'd, she'd be impossible to work with. And it's wire fraud and money laundering that are the charges and that the that they targeted Jen Shaw and this guy who she calls on her show, her first assistant, but who really is the other person that owns this. Um, it's like a getting um, lead lists of People who were good targets for being scammed, the people you can call on the phone and scare into sharing all kinds of information and stuff like that. So it was a good generating list of names because the people were not only that you could resell the name and they could get scammed again. Yeah. Because they were likely to get scammed. There were people. There's ways of figuring out, you know, how you can do this. So this is what she's doing. And. The uh, New York City Police Department, this is where this case was is coming from, it said they defrauded hundreds of victims and this illegal scheme has been brought to an end and uh, these charges are serious and we expect uh, a conviction based on the strength of the evidence. Lori, do you remember? Oh my gosh. It's terrifying. Aids of Teresa Judice and her husband. But the difference is, is Teresa had... No, like no idea what she That's was signing, true. and so, but I mean, okay. Do you remember Salt Lake City, uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion, where at one point Heather was like, "Yeah, Jen's job," and explained what Jen did, and it was broad enough where I was like, "Huh, that's a that's a job." It was something about like. Knowing trends of where people are going to buy. Having an algorithm software system to track. And she made it sound like it was very innocuous and stuff like that's already data mining that's being done. But no, 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 no. Uh, So everyone, and it's always so wild, right? Like, because when you're building a case, that kind of stuff might end up in it. Her explaining what she does on air, on these like crystal clear HD, you know, footage. And so it's like if you try to, you know, while well, you and I are, you know, on the radio, you are constantly on the radio. Like, but like, let's say you're an everyday per, you know, and not a, if you're me on a normal day, most of what I'm saying is not being recorded. And, and so it's right. like, it's so wild when you start thinking about reality stars, them getting in trouble and to continue to record yeah, and catch themselves. I know. And in the trailer that we saw, yeah, I don't know if there has been a housewife. That looks more, I mean, painful when she's having a meltdown and has no makeup on. Yeah. I don't know what Jen has done to her face. I know. But that is not a human face. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is not. When she doesn't have any makeup on, I'm like, just, seriously, it's such a distortion of um, 
injectables and rage and it's that rage man and her face gets crazy and she's all her eyes are always shut because she's crying so hard and her lips are everywhere it is not endearing and you're right it's it's, i think it's her personality comes out quite a bit more she's the type who when she starts out is always like i'm chill i'm loyal i'm fun and that's when you know she's gonna be screaming and throwing a glass five minutes later at any moment and then we did find out Last week in the Beverly Hills Housewife, why Erica Jane had such a meltdown about Garcelle saying to the ladies, you know, Tom calls her every day. She knew that L.A. Times expose was coming out. She needed an excuse to get out of there, and she grabbed onto that. When you know that retroactively, Mm -hmm. like I rewatch episodes all the time while I'm doing my nails because Mm -hmm. hashtag I have no life. Um, But like when you rewatch it, you go, oh, she was looking for any reason to get mad so she can get out of there because she was going to have to answer a lot of questions with that article. And that article was scathing. And I remember reading that when I was like, la- how about the, this is so long, I can't read it. <laughs> and good old Sutton earned her diamond uh, last week by reading it in, in depth and in, informing the ladies, if the devil himself puts money in your LLC, yeah, you're responsible. And Erica Jane in her LLC Got a $25 million quote unquote loan from Girardi and Associates. I know. So that, that was amazing watching 25 million. That's a lot of people. Even if you say there's like all these orphans and widows and whatever that people are yeah. getting a million here or two million there. 25. 25 million. 25 million. million. And who knows what he'd been. Oh, yeah. Putting in and she'd paid back and put yeah. in and paid back. Because you can't tell me that Erica Jane's singing career paid for Aunt, even her glam. No. And and she's even admitted that, that, you know, she almost gave up on her singing career before the show started and kept it because it was part of her plot. Because it was like absolutely a money sock. It was her yeah. hobby. It was her version of riding horses yeah. was doing this. Um when I I have to go back to you talking about them reading the articles, it was killing me when that article came out and Kyle was trying to read it and Lisa Renna was just sitting there going, what does it say? This is one of your best friends. That's right. Uh, they, they just wrote an article about it and you're not going to also read it, Lisa? Like Lisa Renna, who had lots of questions about Munchausen and Lyme disease with Yolanda, it. lots of stuff about Puffy, Pup, Puppygate, wanted to know everything about it. Possible uh, oh. consensual lesbian affair from Lisa Ren, and now she's got Jack Squat to say. When she tried to make Garcelle feel like crap for yeah. asking the uh, for bringing up something that was actually an interesting point, that it was like, hey, whatever. When she tried to make Garcelle feel like crap, I wanted to uh, rip off her wig. I was is just, that true that Lisa Renna is that why she wears a bucket hat every morning on all these trips? Or even at her own house the next days because she's wearing a wig and I think I mean I think there's something to the rumors. I also don't know why she has to do such a spiky little mullet all the time. Then like, <laughs> but do you notice how many hats she's wearing and how many and then she how many actual big wigs she wears, which is like fine. Yeah. But like yeah yeah, there's something going on there. But I I'm also really disappointed in Lisa Renna this season Same. overall. Like Same. and I like Lisa I like Renna her too. But but she's really trying to. She's been a pot stirrer, and I wish she would just admit it that she was an a hole to Denise Richards. I think that would go a long way. Uh-huh. I because she went on to watch it happens live and doubled down in her lime green suit and her white sunglasses and with Gary Janetti from 
You know who he's Brad Goreski's husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy. Um, I yeah, don't know. I'm with you though. I think that uh, I think that Sutton's not my favorite housewife by any means, but, but she definitely earned her diamond this week for sure. Yeah, yeah. She's reading the articles. Yeah, she knows what's going on, and, and she's she knows, worried. She's and, worried about herself too, which is smart. Because any of them could get subpoenaed. Well, they're and, taking notes on all of this season. She went into uh, talking about. Too, and I'm sure she was affected, or somebody she knows was affected by the big Ponzi scheme um, with uh, Oh Madoff. Madoff, yeah, probably. She, she mentioned that, and I was like, "Well, I'm sure she's got, you know, uh, somebody she knows has got taken well, for." Basically, Tom Girardi was running a legal Ponzi scheme. Yeah, and using, you know, switching funds here switching, and there, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. money all around. Yeah, it's uh, okay. bad, and he did look so. Bad, but again, you don't know. Are they leaning into it? But he's also an elderly man who's been wearing these, like you know, billion-dollar suits. They're not billion, but like you know, thousand-dollar suits. And so now he's in these. He wears any like big sweater. You're like, oh, yeah, so frail. But are they leaning into it? Are they gonna do uh, all Mm. sorts of, you know, I don't know. But I do know this that even though I still stand by Erica, did not technically. I don't think she she should be charged with anything, only because she already has been charged. I know, but I don't think she. I I I I don't want to say innocent, but I think that there is something to be said that we there is a narrative that we grow up with with trust your husband. Oh yeah, and you know, like be a good partner. But but Teresa, you sign stuff. You better know know what you're signing. She's been charged with embezzlement. I'm just like it. It just feels. So I feel like there's some evidence but there. We can acknowledge, though, knows? that she, if he was, as somebody who wants to lie to the world, he was definitely lying to her as well yeah. about their yeah. wealth. Yeah. He was not by any means sitting down and being like, how are you going to keep this, right. all these balls in the air? He was pretending he was this other, you know, this guy too. But when you do set up an LLC. I know. I mean, I don't know because like, I don't okay. have an LLC. Yeah. Julia and I had to set one up. Yeah. And yeah, you do have to, if that has your name on it, yeah. you're the business but L- like, LLC owner. It, it is your responsibility to know who gives you money and then you put it in because that's. But like, why is it so bad for her to get money from her husband in from that LLC? the law firm? So why would that if. if because if, a husband's law firm, he's Girardi and Associates. I would. My question would be to my husband, are your partners OK with you giving me this much of a loan? And what if he says yes? Yeah, I know. Maybe. Like, that's where I'm at. And I know I don't like her and I think she's conniving in a lot of ways, but I don't think. We can blame her. We can, you know, for the terrible things where this money came from. That's true. The feds do think she's involved because she's been charged. I know. Good luck, Erica. (laughs) We'll be watching. We'll be watching. We'll be watching. All right, listen. When we come back, uh, we've got uh, we've got a box office update. We've got two bombs, two different movies to discuss. Oh, I'm sick of that song. Are you guys? Yeah. It's been playing since January. (laughs) Frick quickly turns it up. No, it's been playing since January. I agree. I'm actually sick of it, too. Uh, She's got a lot of stuff on her. What about Good For You? Good For You is great. Great. Such a good song. Happier is good. There's uh, so many good songs on her CD, so I don't... Now when I listen to her CD, I always skip this one. I think I don't like that song either, and I can say this because Julia's gone today, but she likes saying that the whole month of January. Yeah, yeah. Because she'd broken up with somebody, and it's such a 
good breakup song. It's, everything is it's a breakup song. It's such a good breakup song, but I was like, oh my God, I got burned <laughs> out on that song, and I realize I'm yeah. still burned out on that song. Okay, box office update. Two bombs, two different kinds of movies. And people, the box office experts will be uh, Monday morning quarter. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We're backing the Suicide Squad for a long time to come. This mm-hmm. is the James Gunn directed The Suicide Squad it was well reviewed. Mm-hmm. Chris Hewitt said it is fantastic. It was well made, and it was dead, 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 dead at the box office yeah. because um, for such a witty, entertaining movie, yeah. it found no audience. It cost two hundred million to make, and it has brought in a total of forty two million. Is that including streaming too? Yes, oh. that the party is oh. over. So wait, are they? They that's when they. Tell you how much HBO paid for it then? No, the movie cost two hundred million to make. No, I know, and but Warner like Warner Brothers much... released it in the movie theaters and to HBO, own HBO Max, yeah. HBO Max, and um, yeah, so it's dead. It's That's dead in the water because if any place where you'd go to see the Suicide Squad would be the movie theater. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that's mean. Is that for. where you saw Grant? Yeah, it's good. I, I I don't see why. I mean, it's got a unique take so it's gonna have to be a unique audience it's not for kids so you're gonna lose that huge superhero market that's i think a big part of it because it's the the it's a very raunchy violent movie but in my eyes when it compares to like the dc marvel world this is the best thing dc has put out since the dark knight with with uh, the joker and that's basically what chris hewitt told us too and warner brothers is having problems because in the heights which was released in june yeah that Totally had huge expectations. Yeah. And that was also considered a bomb. Another HBO Go that you can watch. I have to ask about Suicide Squad. I get confused with their marketing. Um, were they trying to say that this is, because I watched uh, probably half of it now. I like it. It's on, I have it on HBO. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I don't go to the theaters very mm-hmm. often anyways. But like, Grant, are they trying to say that it's a sequel? Are they trying to say it's a replacement? Or it's not a sequel. It's see, a complete redo. See, I think that was the confusion because yeah. people were like, yeah. "I already saw Suicide Squad, the one totally. with Jared Leto, and I didn't really like it was that terrible. one." Yeah. yeah. Okay, and so they're like, "What well, is this? Another cut?" I do think that they're. It's confusing. It's, it's confusing. Yeah, the fact that they didn't even—they should have just thrown like Suicide Squad, like, and just thrown a word after it, at least for us to like. I 
for the longest time, I thought they were talking about re-releasing Suicide Squad. Same. Yeah. And, and maybe down the road, this will become like a cult hit or something. Yes. People will discover it. But this it movie will. has gone cold. It's yeah. freezing. Yeah. And um, it's been iced out by the movie-going audience who was confused by it. Isn't Mar- I think Margot Robbie was the only one, too, that was brought over from the from first both. one. And right. she did. She's amazing. No, no. The, was um, there someone Also, else? that the um, military guy. Yes, you're right. Yeah. The, the, and um, the the lady in charge of them all. Yeah. She, yeah. Viola? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But still, like, as for, you know, th- that's where I think the confusion comes from. It's like, well, if you don't know the comic and how it all works... It's confusing because it's like, well, how can you have all of these six to eight characters and then only have a few of them back, but reinvent them all with completely new people? But I think you hit it on the head. I think people thought it was the same movie. I really did. It took me a long time to be like, oh, this is a different this movie. Is a, yeah. And it yeah. was very funny. I watched the intro and I, you know, I've, I, like I said, halfway through just and out of pure, like, yeah, s- sporadic watching. It's funny. It's really it good. Yeah. But, yeah. It'll be blamed. There'll be a lot of. How did this go so far off the, but the title? Marketing runs the world. The title mm-hmm. and yeah, the marketing and uh, the rating yeah. that it had, you know, being an R. Now, okay, the other movie, mm-hmm. which my mom saw it this weekend, she really liked it, uh, The Respect, the Aretha Franklin oh, yeah. biopic. Uh, the prediction was $9 million. It came in at 8.8, so that's pretty good. So yeah. she... Um, People are just like, she threw herself into this. She was everything in this movie. But Respect had middling reviews. And Callie Corey, the screenwriter who wrote Thelma and Louise, mm-hmm. was re- she wrote the movie, yeah. the whole movie. Then they kicked her off and script doctored it. And that may have been where the script went off uh the tinkering um, never helps. The tinkering never helps. Trying and, to appease everybody, you appease nobody. Um, one reviewer said it was like in the movie, the only person who took time to understand Aretha Franklin was Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> because um, such a key part of Aretha was her going over to Atlantic Records. Mm. After she records, I think, of Muscle Shoals and Ottman Erdogan and his wife, Mika. They loved each other and he nourished her as an artist because remember her old record label thought she should be Ella Fitzgerald. Oh. And so he's completely left out of the movie. The the person that she worked hand in hand with to get the career that she wanted to have and sing the music she wanted to have. And uh they were there for each other and Atlantic Records was everything and not even in the movie. Like that's one of the things Do you think did they say then that was that, about, that was in her original script, and they cut yeah, all that. Yeah, then? okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Free Guy is a hit. Ryan Reynolds and his video gamers—they made twenty-nine million at the box office, mm-hmm. and they've got fifty million in the bank worldwide. So this movie will wipe away the stink of Ryan's the hitman wife's bodyguard. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. that died a slow, painful death. So all if all Ryan needs is a good script, and he is good to go. They're already looking for a sequel. They've yeah. already called for a sequel for it. Mm-hmm. So I saw it. It's it's interesting. It's a it's a weird mix of Marvel superhero type stuff with a love story. Yeah, I'll just put it that way. Okay. The love story is completely. I'm skip it. Yeah, because well, Grant, you're you're okay. the audience. You're yeah, and you're also somebody who it's you rarely say. 
I didn't like it. And yeah. you're so close to saying I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't. I really. We, oh. I went with I went with three people, and all of us were like, "Wow, that was Not you could have that was a waste of time." Yeah, it's it's good for kids. I think you might enjoy it. And then if a mom or a dad takes them, they might have a little bit. There's some there's some Easter eggs in there that'll that'll make you laugh. Like what age are kids? Uh, I mean, really, you could go as low as probably seven, eight, because oh, really? it, it's very, it's very fun. It's okay. very fun. Okay. But that's cool. what they're going for at Disney, right? So, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. they better put respect on streaming sooner rather than later. Yeah, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, that's a United Artist. That notice for you. Free <laughs> advice today. You're welcome. On this Productive <laughs> Tuesday. All right, listen, we will be back.